Every day you are going to the gym. Yeah, mirror selfie. Ah, look at me, I'm lifting weights. The year is coming to an end. Can you show working? Show working. Welcome people to another exciting episode of the Sincerely Your Crowd podcast. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> We're back. Oh, another week, another hustle, another week, another problem, another week. But we are here to entertain. I must say, adulthood is as calm, but there's nothing new. We're in it. <laughs> so we got to make it work. You know what I mean? Hi, hi, hi. My name is Joseph Inti, the host of the Sincerely Our Crowd podcast that is proudly brought to you by the Gold Coast Report. That is the GCR Network, the premier podcast hosting network in the whole Ghana. <laughs> yes. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to my co-creator and producer, Mr. Kwame Santio, for we holding it down on the other side of the pond. Usually they say other side of the pond when it's released to the UK, but on only, only UK. So... On the other side of the lake, I don't know. <laughs> but welcome, guys. It's, yeah, it's a new episode. And I know, back to back, three weeks. What is going on? Is this now a weekly podcast? No. No, this is actually the last of it. <laughs> it's the last of it. But I guess if you ever wondered what it's going to be like to have the podcast be weekly, well, you, you no longer have to fantasize about it. This is what it's like. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Three weeks, three new episodes. It's a wrap. We're going back to normal scheduled programming after this episode. But anyway, you're here. And so, hey, let's have some fun. All right, so yeah, this is the part of the show where we get into some hot topics. Yes, what's 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 at the top of the things, you know? What are people talking about? Me, I want to talk about a couple of things. I want to start with Ghana Black Stars, I show them a 4 nil. You know, I must say, I am no longer, I I, I'm, I don't know. I, I know throughout the years, I've always said, oh my God, I'm not going to watch Black Stars anymore. I've had enough. The heartbreak is enough. But when it be, be, there's no thrill to it anymore. Oh my God, it's so predictable. You know, there was a time when we would bash Ghana Black Stars, knowing say, every now and then they come through, the boys come through. You know what I mean? Look at that World Cup. I think we made it to top 16 now. Suarez, guy in order in Sabo, you know, we got a chance that we fucked it up. You know, they, they used to give us little slithers of hope, you know, they'll win a few matches. Nancy, uh, hey, 
I didn't even listen. I didn't even. You know, I don't even say I didn't bother. I had no idea there was a match. That's it. I had no idea there was a match. You know, things are going on. Life, life is for the living. You know the guy now. So I cry. So I had no idea there was a match. Yes, a friendly be in a new coach. You know, you have anything, Chris Hilton. I mean. I had no idea. I on the like the next day I was on the teal and everybody was talking about, oh my god, embarrassment, embarrassment. And I'm saying, ah, black stars. You should be used to it by now. Oh yes. And anybody that's listening to this that's wanna be like, oh, and you're not being patriotic. Patriotic, and you're by gonna black stars who yeah. What are you talking about? I I remember, is it count 2008? We 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 did so well. Was it Kansas or was it World Cup? I can't remember. But it was one of these the era now Vuvuzela very popular. I think that was a World Cup, right? The Vuvuzela. I, I remember I, used, I lived at Bank Quarters at the time, which is quite is opposite Accra Academy, and the quarters is like quite large. And I remember Ghana Black Stars won a certain match. I ran out of my house, all the way to the gate. It's a distance, so all the way to the gates. Went by the road and I was just shouting at random cars that were blowing their horn and you know the black stars. You know we've had happy moments with black stars. There's been times when like we've gone all out. What are you talking about? You know, body can come and stand anywhere and say that, hey, because you are talking ill of black stars when you're patriotic. Yeah, breh. Yeah, breh. So many things are going downhill. So many, in this country, so many damn things. They be, ah, yeah, 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 sorry, ah. News, there's nothing favorable. Black stars say, they be news, so their boys are just doing whatever they want. You know? They were just, I don't know. They, some, sometimes, this, this is the reason why entertainment, sports, arts and craft, that's what it does. You know? It's supposed to, like, uh, it takes our mind off some of these things. But, economy in Koye, salary in Tewiye, something don't even pay you on time. Your family is stressing you. Your child is sick. Healthcare is, 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 is a mess. You know? Misappropriation of funds. There's a, there's a, there's a hole in the ground somewhere that's cost thousands of dollars in the name of cathedral. You know, there's a lot of things that is going on. Who can share black stars, but we're near agents who are four new. And at least I hear one new, Pony Unsa, oh, their boys. And you know that thing that we always do? Oh, they played well, they played well. My dear, go and buy Emphobia. You know what I'm trying to say? So honestly, I'm just like, what the hell? Can we shift focus to something else? There's crickets. There's, there's, let's shift focus. Cause I feel like we've done so much for Black Stars Ghana. They pumping money and all these kind of resources. They're not really praying. Eh? In a heartache. In Imguasie. Like, what's this? It's just so, oh my God. It's so bad. I'm just like, what the hell, man? Don't we have a new coach? And I saw he said something about, oh, for it to get better, it has to get worse. Bibisa. Stand out there, ba. Konako Bisa, if anything, Milovan Rajvak. Was that his name? The guy that has the little bob like Anna Wintour. Once we had this coach, you know, a bob. Why had like a little short jaw length hair. And he had these round Akufado glasses. Eh, was it Milovan Rajvak? <laughs> no, what's it called Claudio? Let me Claudio me in there. So you're a footballer. <laughs> Girl, I'm sorry. I have no idea who these people are. Like, I just, these are names that I see on the TL. I see whatever the, like, the boys are talking about. Like, I don't know. I remember, Milovan Rajvak. That was a, a coach, right? Whatever. I know you guys are going to tell me on Twitter. Whatever. But yeah. Um, that was horrible. That was unnecessary. And I don't know. I have this funny theory that, I don't know if I should say, no, this is going to be offensive. Let me just move on. <laughs> 
Yeah, let me just move on, guys. These days, you know, you can't play. Oh. You can't play. Let me just move on. Um, yes. Okay, so the next thing I, I really wanted to get into was the dam spillage thing, you know. Um, the Akusombo Dam, you know, I guess heavy rainfall or whatever. So the dam had to let some of the water go. Um, so that, you know, I think what happens is that if they don't do that, it could break the dam because, you know, water is very strong and powerful. So typically, they are supposed to alert the people that live along the waterway and say, listen, we are going to do a spillage. Um, you need to evacuate because, you know, your houses and whatever, especially if you're along the coast, you know, it could be taken over, whatever, whatever, whatever. Personally, I'm going to be very honest with you. As a citizen, a Ghanaian citizen, I never saw any evacuation notice. Maybe it's because I don't live in that area. I never saw any news about it. I never... The first time I was hearing about this was the fact that they spilled the dam and now people's houses and properties have been taken over by water. That was the first time I'm hearing about it. And I know a lot of you, just like me, the first time you heard about it was when you saw the pictures and the videos. Exactly. We saw what happened. We saw the president went there, gave his little speech, said what he had to say. And, you know, one thing that I'm realizing, though, is... And it, this goes back to Sikam PDD and all these kind of things. I'm realizing that whoever is in control of writing his speeches or whoever, you know, gives him his talking points. I don't know. For some reason, they always feel like they have to attempt comedy or they want to like to lighten the mood. And, you know, it kind of it's kind of on brand for Ghanaian older people, because even in companies where you work and everything, you do realize that the older people like 40s, 50s and things, they are always trying to like make these jokes and they never land and then they laugh at their own jokes and then you know sometimes just because of respectability policies in the office you have to laugh along you know and and when you laugh small then they feel like oh it's a hit and then they are adding to the joke I didn't because it's not funny you know I'm doing my little best <laughs> and then you are adding to it then you are now you have to do <laughs> like that's what I'm getting because I, I just I do a lot of like introspection with the 16 bad bitches in my head and I'm like why are you what what like it's been a whole year where everybody's like, listen, now we're seeking accountability. When we talk against the government, it is not partisan politics. It is not, oh, you must be in opposition. We really need to, like, we need, we need to get to a point where we can separate, like, we can get away from that. Where anybody that critiques a citizen government does not have to be in the opposition party. It's simply us doing what we need to do as citizens who are not spectators. Do you get it? We are seeking accountability. So why would you, in a year where tensions are high, demonstrations are rife everywhere, you go, you, you see, like, property, People have been displaced. And the conversation point for you to make a joke is, oh, if it is by vote, I shouldn't be here. I mean, that was just wrong. I, for me, I, I just felt like, you know. But I don't even, the, the the speech is not even like my main thing I'm talking about here. Because like I said, I have realized that they are always attempting to lighten the mood. But I feel like these are situations where you don't need that joke. There's nothing wrong with delivering a speech without attempting humor. You're not a comedian. You understand what I mean? But anyway, um, my thing is, this is a... Because I, I, I made a tweet and I was talking about how how do you know that you're going to do a, a spillage and you don't make any plans for the aftermath of it? And somebody was like, oh, but the people were told as, as far back as May or March or something like that. And I was like, okay, so... Do you get know what I'm trying to say? Because it's not enough to tell me that the people were told. Let me tell you something. Baby, I would say, today, today, if they come and tell you that, hey, we are coming to spill water, move. You think it's just by telling you you think it's just by because listen, I, I, my livelihood, I'm paying rent or I built a house. This is why I know I'm living. Now you're coming to tell me that oh, in three months I should move. Where am I going? 
Say I'm, I'm living somewhere that's close to my work. This is what I know. This is my commute. This is my, my, my daily routine. Where am I going? Right? And in this year where the economy is so hard, where people don't have a lot of disposable income, you think it's enough to say that, hey, we have warned you or move. Where, where the transportation arrangements made, Mudika has BCC Hawker say, hey, from now till the next three months, all of you who have, who have found places to go, we are going to provide pickup trucks and things to move you, whatever, whatever. Did you also find a resettlement place where you're like, okay, since we are moving you, or even put money, money. Sometimes you'll, you'll say, oh, everybody gets this amount of money because of the, the discomfort or whatever, because we are resettling you or whatever, right? Was that done? Yes, we lay down now. We're not a council for yes, so I'm quiet, and it's up to them and little mermaid. That's what it is. So for me, I just feel like I don't know, man. Every time there's always things that are coming up that's just letting us be aware that you know citizens are an afterthoughts. Um, you know, a lot of plan doesn't go into these things because I don't get it. We I say group work, cool. I say group work. A project work, simple. In your group work, a project work. Okay, what can we do? Okay, these people have to move. Okay, we also know that this year, people are not very liquid. What are we going to do to help them? It is our duty as leaders to do something. Okay, let's help them with relocation. Can we find somewhere, some of these flats that we've built that we have left to, to go to rot or whatever, say, okay, let them go and live there. Is that so difficult? You know what I mean? Every oh, For me, every time, science, science and indication, naturally say, hey, yeah, 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 aftermath. But this is what we have. And so honestly, that's what I have to say about these two things that I have caught my attention over the last few weeks. And I just hope that something proper can be done. I always see people say, oh, let's donate and this. And it's fine. You know, well-meaning individuals who have the means to donate can do that. But I also want to remind you guys that, look, we cannot continue doing everyday donation, donation, donation. Because yet one year, you have very, very heavy tax. We are living in economic strife. There's a lot of disposable income that has been lost. And it's not easy for people to always be donating. Because as we all sit here, unforeseen circumstances, we are all unforeseen circumstances away from big debts. You know what I'm trying to say? In tea, let us continue to demand, say, leaders bear the right thing. And that's what it is on all of these hard topics. I'm going to get back and get into what Twitter said. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. The truth is that uh, the, the, level, the level is increasing. So uh, in case of emergency... Uh, something so that we can move to a higher ground. And so they are going to be opening the dam. Uh, the spillage will be coming small, small. We didn't, they didn't tell us that it's going to come like this. And, and it has overwhelmed us. And we, we, we are currently uh, uh, in, 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 in disaster. We, we don't know what to do. All right, this week on what Twitter said, I'm going to be reading a tweet from Abel's Conti. Abel's Conti said, this was um to, you know, our episode that we did with Fave. I hope you guys checked that out. It was so good. Oh, my goodness. Fave, my dream is, my dream is shopping with you on Montego. No, in Montego. <laughs> That's Casa Casa by Fave. I hope you guys listen to it, you know, just get into her story, how she blew up in 2021 and has been doing big, big things. I can't tell you, making my hug go. Yeah, anyway. Abel Anascos Conti says, Mr. Santi and Cecilia Crap, please, I want to see Josephine T's 
face when Big Dirty Girl was given the freestyle. Your man said, Chai! You can see he was gone, gone. It wasn't captured in the YouTube post, girl. I don't know. The, 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 the editor decided to focus on her singing and not my face. But honestly, you know, yeah, I always live for talented individuals really doing their thing. And one thing about me is, look, if I really think you're talented, if I really think you're doing great, I will always give you the flowers and recognition that you need because I feel like, and that's just me that's just i was really into it skata skata is a song that my friends and i love we run it up every time we meet and when she was just there's just something about her voice right the cadence you know she has like a little low register going there and the way she was just like oh my god i just couldn't it was like <laughs> and that's what we have on what twitter said in fact do you know what my friends will not forgive me if you don't sing skata skata i beg i beg I beg. <laughs> Once you're singing this cascade, then you think about the question. What do what do I want them to understand no. about my artistry? <laughs> Baby, you make me new. You want me to sing? You want me to sing cascade right now? I need beats. I need drum. Like cascade is, is. I don't want to a cappella cascade. What if I clap for you? Like, okay. All right. Come on, let's louder, go. Louder, louder, louder. Okay. Yeah. See, this one's very loud. Let's go. Okay. My dream is, my dream is shopping with you in Montego. No reason, no reason. I just be wherever you go. Oriye, 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 Wambe. You're my Osale. Now you they make my echo. Skata, skata, yes. <laughs> see, when she started singing, did you guys see the switch up in the facial expressions? <laughs> Aha, that's your such a fierce. <laughs> yeah, kidding. I mean, you know, the facial expressions have to match the song. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Emoting. Yeah, ah. Exactly. You, you are ready. You are ready. <laughs> This episode of Sincerely Accra is powered by Jameson Irish Whiskey. Grab an ice cold Jameson, Sprite and Lime. Sit back, relax and enjoy this audio experience because you know it's bound to be a good time on Sincerely Accra. Now with Jameson. So on this very episode, you've seen the name, you know what's up, you've seen, probably you've seen the little clips, but we're talking to none other than Mr. Meister himself. Listen, this man, ooh, he he has, he's contributed so much to the Ghanaian entertainment scene, the Ghanaian pop culture scene, the Ghanaian nightlife scene, the Ghanaian December event scene. He has contributed quite a lot and he didn't start today. He always has been around doing stuff and, you know... We are going to get into it on the interview. And so I don't want to do too much, but listen to this amazing episode that we did with Mr. Meister. I'm going to catch you on the other side. Hope you love it. And make sure you tweet about it. Alone, a crown, you say goodbye In the morning, in the morning, you'll find Try to fight the pain, can't escape the rain I will see you in time Alone, a crown, won't you say goodbye In the morning, in the morning, you'll find The summer sadness comes and the world has won I will see you, it's fine 
later, I wanna see you later, I wanna see you later. Hum de la onda, later, hum de la onda, later, I wanna see you later, I wanna see you, I wanna see you. All right, guys. Well, we're back. We're back. And once again, we are bringing you a very interesting interview. You know, let me tell you something. Me, I'm very, Kwame and I actually, we're very interested in contributing to the culture in positive ways that um, taps into nostalgia to create magic. You know what I mean? And that's why we're here with the one and only Ben Asope. I'm sure when I say the name Ben Asope, only a handful will know who this person is because our tight circle of a year, they know his real name. But most of you know him as Mr. Meister. Yes. So I'm interviewing Mr. Meister today. Hi, Mr. Meister. How are you? <laughs> what's good? What's good? What's good? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm well. I'm grateful. I'm alive. <laughs> and I'm here sitting in a beautiful couch. In your own beautiful space. Yeah, that means j- money jumbo is coming. Spaces. Well, like we're, we're praying. We're praying for more money. My- <laughs> Don't go to yourself so they find money. Exactly. That's the thing, man. Anyway, listen. So people don't know that your name, Meister, comes from your very first Twitter name, Coco Master <laughs> 9. Who is this guy? Right. Which was influenced by D-Bunch because you're a big fan. Yeah. I was a and big he, fan. You were, I said where? I mean, it's still, it's still someone you know, that like... Uh, yeah, Coco Master. But, yeah, at that time, like the band was everything, and like man, he was yeah. breaking boundaries. I'm like, I remember yeah. Tungolo. I, I, I was I was tapping into that energy, that mm. feeling, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the name changed from master to meister, yeah, because like somebody that's like good at doing, yeah, like a master of their crafts, yeah, which basically I think defines you because you're going to get into some things, but you know, let's get into your childhood first. You grew up in Jolu. Oh my god! How do you know this? Oh, I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Jolo. I, 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 I was born in Jolo, basically. And then you moved to Spintex. And then I moved to Spintex after ten years. What was your childhood like? Hmm. I don't know which from which angle. How do you mean? I mean, I know you went to Alsted okay, so and you were a troublemaker. Was, wow. In Alsted. My childhood. I had. I had. Um, well, I have. How do you call it? Two other siblings, but I, I had half siblings. Mm-hmm. So I was living in a, in a home with lots of kids. Like I had half siblings in the house with me, cousins. Um, like my parents just brought in a lot of people. So the house was always busy, like with people running around, learning from different kids. And um, yeah, it was a full house. And yeah, and I went to Alsit. Alsit wasn't far from my house, so I could walk to school. Um, Do you think that, like, because you d- live with a lot of people, it contributed to your you having like great interpersonal skills? Because I think you're someone who can like vibe with lots of people. Funny enough, I think I'm shy, but I've really? learned no, like, yeah, but I've I've learned to engage with people, like, because the stuff I, that I, you've I, been into, you have to talk to a lot of people. Yeah, I think my career taught me that, like, but I've 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 grown in different stages, yeah. But naturally, as a person, my first instinct is. Not to go out. So that's my first instinct. Like, <laughs> yeah. stay home. You understand? And then I, I go past it and then I'm like, okay, I need to do it. And yeah. then, yeah, but when I meet people, like, like I'm able to tap into different energies and mm. blend properly. And then I get back into my house and my social battery. It's down, it's brained. <laughs> yeah. You give just what you have. Yeah, yeah. Why did you write filth on the board in Alsace? <laughs> what was that about? I don't <laughs> So, <laughs> the school was very dirty, right? 
like they weren't painting a school. The school was very dirty. And when I was growing up, I was very rebellious, like very, very rebellious. Like I used to do things that even sometimes when I look back now, I'm like, why did I do that? Like I used to cut the cat the the nets at home. And my mom would be like, What's wrong uh-uh, with you? Like, mosquitoes. I used to break things, like so I was just very troublesome. Like I look at my first daughter now and she's just like me, and I can't even complain <laughs> because She's pulling this down. She's staring this. So like, your I remember suffering for your sins. Can you imagine? Like, <laughs> so I remember I was in, in Alsa. The walls were very dirty, and we used to like write on the walls our nicknames and stuff. And then I just used to, when I see any wall that is like a mess, like that is super dirty, I'll write filth. And then people started seeing it all around the school. And then someone said, like reported, you know, where people used to snitch a lot. And then the headmistress, she was even baffled. Like she called me, just called teachers, like are you the one that like is going around writing filth on all the walls? And I, you know, it's like those things that like, you finish doing it, but I don't even know why you did it. <laughs> I just knew I was being rebellious. So it's just like, why? Like she, she was baffled. They couldn't even punish me because yeah. she was confused. Like, why? Like, why would you do that? And I was also just looking at her and I'm saying, I'm sorry. And I heard it became your I'm nickname. Sorry. I mean, they were teasing me with it, but it wasn't like necessarily my nickname, but Same. it was a face. It was a fun face. Very troublesome. But you ended up going to Presec. Did you choose it or it was one of those situations where your parents put you there? Um, because I had a brother that I was basically looking up to. Three okay. years. I mean, I still have a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we understand. <laughs> Three years ahead of me, so it's like everything he does, I kind of follow because he was oh, the only person I was looking up to in that regard. So he left Alsa and went to Presec, mm-hmm. and then and when he comes on, that's all I hear about yeah. stories about Presec. I don't hear any story yeah. about Butchery or yeah. Adisco because I didn't have any siblings from there. Yeah, so so you fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the school. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Hmm. I don't want to say this before the dad just come. Uh, Were you my, a prefect or anything? But. Presec, I, I enjoyed Alcid more than Presec. So that's why, like, when when people are engaging me for, like, all that dear things, I'm not, yeah. like, I'm not, like, I went there recently and I'm like, the school is, like, still bushes everywhere. The dorms are still the same dorms that have been there but since old boys before have I been doing contributions, or? They are doing their thing. Like, I see that they are building some new structures, but the houses are still the same, like, the toilets, what we call domains, they're still the same. There's like, no change. I, I sit there, I, I was standing there and I was looking at them like, what, what, do, why do people present daytime still learning in these conditions? So, I mean, Project wasn't the most exciting time, but it was, it was, it opened, it po- opened me up to a larger community of like mm. boys all over, like from different schools and it taught me so many things. Like, so, What's I one love- thing, One thing that Project taught you? <laughs> so you know the teachers were the masters or the teachers were not coming to class so it's like your fate is in your hands okay. so it made us very competitive like you have to go and you took charge and go and learn on your own you mm-hmm. get what I mean if you don't you fail because the person hasn't come to class maybe he's supposed to come to class maybe 30 times in a in a term he might mm-hmm. come to class maybe six times six yeah yeah and single then number the, the, exam, the exam will still happen so people, yeah, yeah, it happened. The people had the audacity. to. You had to go to class and figure shit out yourself. Can I swear on this? Oh, oh, oh. yeah. So, <laughs> so then you, the the character building traits preset has made you resilient. It, it made me, yeah, it made me resilient. It made me a hustler. It made me like Charlie because the person hasn't come to class and the exam is still coming on. Yeah, so you, you have, have to, to do what pick you up yourself do. and figure. If you say, oh, they didn't come, so I'm not going to learn, then mm. you'd fail because your friends are doing. You need to do TDB like the good till daybreak. Yeah, the okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> they'll go to they'll go to class and come in the morning 
Mm. Like when I think about it, I'm like, that was wild. Like teenagers, like yeah, like <laughs> and that's they, cool. And now, and they've transferred all that energy into staying up on social media till the morning, even though they have work <laughs> in the morning. I know, right? Why did you study communication design and tech? Um, so I've always had an arts background. Mm-hmm. Um, I did visual arts in um, Presec. In Presec. Um, and then when I was going to uni, I was looking for a fine arts course to do because I'm very, like, I'm good with my hands. I can draw, I can mm. paint, I can do sculpture. I, like, I mean, I'm good with my hands. So I love arts. And um, I was looking for the right course to do. Then there was integrated, uh, there was rural arts, integrated rural arts or something like that. Yeah, it's called Irai, yeah. Then there was sculpture. There's a bunch of them. But I remember once again, my brother was doing computer science. And I was, he, they kept saying, oh, it's going to be the computer age. Like, yeah. you know, Y2K. Y2K, so, I remember. <laughs> I'm an OG. Yeah, I'm an OG. <laughs> so I was like, okay, how can I do something artistic, but still merging with the future? Right. So I'm like, and I, I, found, I saw communication design, which was like a blend of graphic design, mm-hmm. um, animation, Product packaging. A tech. Yeah, yeah, a tech. So wow. I decided to do communication design. Was it a fun course to study? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Like, it opened my mind up. Like, there was this lecturer called um, Ashan, Eric Ashan. He, like, he used to, like, really push our brains. Like, you need to think. You need to, like, visual pan. All those kind of things. Like, mm. trying to so have a see, big I brain. See. Like, yeah, so How you went on and worked in the fields that you did. Because yeah. then it was very... So I came out of school feeling like I need to be, like, a genius at what I do. Like, I used to do parties and think up concepts. And then for, Meister was born. Yeah, Meister was... You needed to be a Meister. Form, yeah. Like, so, yeah. Basically, that's how, like, I, my, I shaped myself into that. Thinking of being, like, a mastermind. Mm. Like, a... Big is picture, it like, is it true that you were part of Echo Magazine? Yeah, so so Echo House that yeah, is now Echo that House we all know. Echo House, uh, yeah, so, it started in tech with Beryl. Yeah, started in tech as with Echo Beryl. Magazine. Yeah, so Beryl Bright um, and a bunch of people, Carmen, some people, they were Beryl's friends, mm-hmm. and I was in a hostel called Ivandi, and Beryl was one floor <laughs> a hostel called Ivandi like we don't know Ivandi <laughs> no, I mean tech, tech Ivandi I mean most of them know the uh, crown the one, one. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. so Beryl was one floor above me and I used to do parties like I for, heard yeah so she just used to like like the way I do my stuff and I promote my parties and I sort of had like a, a following so mm. she was like yo I, I think I think you should join Echo and help her so that we can do. So when I joined, it was, I'd say it was a magazine that was just a regular magazine talking about news on campus. And to me, I think it was super boring. So I'm like, Barrow, Barrow, let's do a party. Let's do a party. And I don't think she was convinced in the beginning. She was like, but Barrow is very like, um, she's accommodating and she's always ready to explore new things. And that's why like, Barrow is probably, it's older than me, but She's still doing very Gen Z things because she's open to yeah. like trying new things. So she's she like, with a lot of young people. Yeah, she's like, okay, like let's let's try, it. let's try. It. So I'm like, okay, let's do our first party, the red and white party. So we did a theme party, promoted it. Uh, I had a, a party group called Insomnia, and we had, we had even rented out an, an, a club, an old club, and branded Insomnia Nightclub. So right. we we're basically running a club whilst we're students. 
And we hey. still had parties. Yeah. It was, it was it was nice. <laughs> and even that time, I wasn't even doing it for money. I was doing it for just the vibe. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. My brain was just being like creative. Like, this is cool. Let's do it. And the guy who was running the club then was so impressed at, at us. It was like, yo, you've transformed things like at this place. Like, people are coming in now. They're buying drinks. And I know he was cheating us a lot, but we didn't care. Like, <laughs> we were doing it for different reasons. Anyway, so... I I push her and I'm like, let's do the red and white party. Fire and ice. I remember. Yes. And, and then, I and I heard your parties you always used to have themes. And my producer, Mr. Sante, who was a student at tech, would literally have to go and buy outfits. He said there was a black yeah, and yeah, gold. Yeah, yeah. There was a black and gold party. <laughs> okay, the right? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a black too. I did red and white. Uh-huh. And it was a banger, like the whole hey. thing. The whole tech was like there. That party was like crazy. Like there were so many people. It was packed. Right. And everybody actually wore red and white. Like, so yeah. it was, I'll send you pictures. So I'll send okay. you We'll put it in his shoe. You'll be showing his. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing that's how you met Mr. Easy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I, so I was doing these parties and stuff. And Easy used to do parties for the Nigerian community. Oh, okay. So he had this group called Swaga Entertainment. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it, why are you laughing? <laughs> I mean, the word It's corny, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's very corny, but then that's okay. when the word swagger became Yeah, swagger, I mean, uh, there was a the whole song, she gets swagger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he had a group called Swagger Entertainment, and they used to do parties. Uh, they, they first started with an awards event. So it's like one of these like cool awards, m- most fashionable, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And um, he used to bring artists in for shows and stuff so like actual artists yeah he brought Sarko there wow yeah he brought one the call yeah yeah hey, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's been at it for a while okay so he was doing his thing for his people I'm doing my thing for my people so we are like kind of like friends because we mm-hmm. and even we collaborated one time to do something together yeah so that's how I became friends with Easy but yeah, we were like very like. How so? How did the music thing, music? Because I heard back when Moonlight Cafe was there, anytime they wanted to book Mr. Easy, they had to come and speak to you. At the Moonlight time, no, I don't think that time Easy had blown up yet. At that time, no. So on campus, I wasn't doing any. I wasn't managing. Easy you weren't managing him no, at all. No. He was just my friend on campus. Okay. Yeah, but he used to sh- give us his songs. Like he used uh-huh. to. So he would take the artist to the studio, mm-hmm. and when he takes the artist to the studio, he's like, "Ah, Omo, this thing I can do it." So. so he would just vibe in the studio and then he would make some good songs. There's a song called Mumu Button. A, I, can't, I was going to sing it, but I think I'll just, I'll hold that. I don't want to mess up my... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he, he okay. had a song called Mumu Button um, and a couple of other like cool songs that he just did right. like in the studio and they were they were dope. Like So we were like his, like, his biggest fans. Like mm. I used to play his song on repeat. I had it on my computer. I know that I have it on pen drives. Mm. And... Um, after we left school, he was still in Ghana doing other things. Um, I think he was he was mining. I mean, Galamsey or whatever. I don't know, but he was he was, he was mining. He was doing like <laughs> small would you scale. Say, why would you say that? No, no, no. He even he says it himself. <laughs> no, he says it himself. Ask him. Okay. Like, he said it himself. He, he said like it's not it's not even something to hide because then okay. it, was, it wasn't that bad. Now it was like just a few people just doing small scale mining. Right. So he was venturing into it. So that's why he was in Ghana for a while. Mm-hmm. But he was still doing the music like cause vibes, vibes, vibes. And um, I think he Jules took. He had a tape called About to Blow, mm-hmm. right? So it's like I think he could see that he's about to blow. So he had done a <laughs> bunch of songs and he put it out. And then Jules heard Bankulize on it. But that wasn't the Bankulize that was out. So Jules heard it was like, you know, Jules, 
I want to rework on this song. Mm. So he reworked the song and the song. Okay, before that was PP Dance. I know PP Dance. <laughs> I know that was PP Dance. dance. Yes. So PP Dance was, yeah, like, I think that's why I started getting interested in saying, oh, let me help him. Like, I'm doing marketing. I was mm. in Accra. I was working in Vodafone. You are steady communication design. Yeah, you know, like, I've done graphic I'd design at Sachi and Sachi. So now you have Vodafone. So I'm like, uh, let me let me help him. So I started getting interested in like assisting him. Mm. But then uh, around right after that, so then Jules redid Banco Lies. And it started picking Is up. Is it the one that added Tung! at the beginning? Yeah. Tung, tung. That's, oh that God. was a bad one. This is where you have to play the song. <laughs> <laughs> So Jules did um, Bankulas, and it it started blowing up. Yeah, so I remember Easy was in town, hit me up. We sat somewhere. Was it Starbucks or something? Easily gone, and then he was telling me about like, oh, like we need to get this thing going. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll help you push it. So. Um, I started engaging people in the marketing space because like I have a lot of friends in the media. So I just calling for favor because I was giving these guys budgets to run things for me, like in Vodafone, mm. Tonaton. I moved to Tonaton too. So yes, I started, yeah, I started putting him on like shows. I remember I put him on the first Vodafone show with Sack. We, mm. I, 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 I like Vodafone X was like my baby. I was going to say, when you said you did parties called Insomnia, yeah. I was like, is that why you named it? Insomnia? I mean, it, it came up in one of our brainstorms. Yeah. Yeah. So we, Which, we by the way, in. I heard you have you have facilitated a lot of things, a lot of debauchery, <laughs> and those <laughs> midnight viewings where people show up with pillows and pajamas. <laughs> Please, only the cameras and silver bed can. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, as people who live with parents, thank you for facilitating those things. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, so then, yeah. like, it, it picked up, and then... Did you, like, so, formalize the management thing? Not really. Okay. No. But I, I learned from it. Um, so, I mean, he's my friend. Like, he was my guy. Like, so I I was, like, just willing to help. We had a conversation about, oh, like, let's put something on contract. And we even drafted a contract. Mm. But we never really signed it. And it was one of those things that, like... I, I couldn't be too pushy too. About it because he's your friend. Because like, yeah, I my friend. It, like, I'm not with my friend. Know. Like Because well, the reason why I'm even I asking about it. I can't quantify the help that you're giving your that friend. I gave my that I gave him at that time. Like I can't quantify. I don't want to mention something, but like I can't quantify it. Like it's my time. My time is like so like mm-hmm. it's like when he lands in Ghana, I'm always at the airport ready. Even if he calls me at 5 a.m. that you are more at the, at the enter flight. I would wake up and drive all the way from Lakeside and come and pick him up. Like, right. I mean, there was even some time that he's like, like, why are you always like here ready? Like, are you my boyfriend? And we laugh about <laughs> it. Like, and we joke about it. But yeah. I can't quantify the time. I can't quantify the network, like the introductions. Like, but then you had Meister Music. That because of him, I set it up. Sister Debbie. So I used to manage um, DJ Kess. DJ Kess as well, yeah. Before Easy. So when... Easy joined and then I, it became more like serious because he's blowing up very fast. I'm like, let me just properly formalize this because then now we started applying for visas. We started, so it had to look legit. The, the, the relationship with DJ Kess was it formal? Um, 
you were getting paid Kinda. to manage hair. Yeah, she was paying me something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, okay. obviously, yeah. So okay. DJ Kez, we agreed on something. She was okay. paying me. I was helping with more like a rebrand kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So then so that's what made you those, uh, register yeah. the company. Yeah, so I registered a co- company when Easy started blowing up very fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember that um, Bankula, after we did the video, mm-hmm. and I was with Dovlo, and we're editing the final video to put out that night. Mm-hmm. When you finish, we're like, Oh, you know who puts your logo for top? I'm like, eh, this is my star music thing at the talk for the song inside stuff. I don't, I don't register, I don't get logo. Mm. So, and I'm graphic designer, so I'm like, you let's finish editing the video. I'll send your logo tonight. Okay. So right after I went home oh. and I went to design the logo myself, and then I sent it to him, and then he put it on and put it out. And then the moment I put it out, now people saw that like, oh, this my is music. like yeah, my stem music. Wow. And I'm like, I, I'm up to something, like you I'm are. onto something. Because so. he also gave us that whole Okunta Kinti era, which was yeah. a moment yeah. in time. Oh my God. Melanin, I was, girls. I was so <laughs> fucking proud of that moment, Okunta Kinti, because honestly, like... I was one of his biggest, like me and my friend Niapa, we discovered some of X on our trip to Dubai, we were playing some of X though. Hello, Accra. What you saying? <laughs> Goodbye. Ongmela, ongmela. Listen. Ghanaians were not ready. That's what's Alter now. Yes. That's what's Alter yes, now. Yes. And they was... weren't ready. They used to throw him. Like, he's, he's a strong guy though because like, you know, he goes through all this like, yeah. yeah. He so with a lot. So, yes. And Ghanaians were just not nice to him and I used to come and fight. Like, I mean, now I don't even fight online but I used to fight online. Like, and fight people when they are bashing him and things yeah, like Yeah, you were very active. I yeah, remember. it was crazy. Like I was fighting for him, fighting for his rights. Like, but it was it was a time. Like, so I registered a company and then it became official. Like, mm. and even like that's when Okunta joined, and then we're, yeah, we're, we're doing things. Debbie was unofficial. It's like she's she's my person, and I'm like I'm helping. Okay. I'm helping him organize like her administrative stuff and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. So that was it with Debbie too. So at this point, you are working at Vodafone and you have Meister Music. How did you f- did you feel like you are you have arrived, like you are making it in life? Because it's almost as if like all the things that you attached was working. Because at Vodafone, you've brought insomnia. It's a big thing on campuses. Meister Music, Okutakita is making a buzz. Mister Easy is taking off. You know, how are you, you feeling? You know, you know how to say it sometimes I like. The business will show you the direction you need to take it. Mm. When I started, it was fun. It was just vibes for me. Like, I'm helping my friend. It's blowing up. It's opening doors for me. Yeah. So, I wasn't even thinking of, like, the empire, like, the larger picture. So, and I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't really making money then from Easy. Like, he was so, like, upcoming. And Mm. people were so offering peanuts and stuff like that. So, it wasn't a cash cow for me. Okunta was paying me properly because of my time and everything. Like I was learning. So now I charged him properly and it was a management deal. It wasn't, he wasn't like a signee. <laughs> he was under Ja Lion because Ja Lion was his dad. Oh. Yeah, so his dad set up a label and then I was like handing himself like an else running like a management label. And it was a similar thing with Easy too. So right. but with Easy, like the lines crossed so many ways. Like I was doing branding for him. I was PR, I was yeah. helping with partnerships and his events, even his tone of voice online, concept for his production, like Wait, which everything. Which brings us to Dirty Rave. Yeah. Because <laughs> I went to the first Dirty... I mean, I've, I was a huge, a big... I mean, I, I still am a fan of his music. So Dirty Rave came, 
me and my friends went to Dirty Rave. We got a cabana. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the concert, the cabana broke. <laughs> oh my God, you were in that one. <laughs> we were in that one. Some guy broke his leg, you know? My yeah. friend also hurt her leg. Yeah, we had Nanette. to go pay and, for and, surgery and um, everything. Oh, okay. So we got we got tickets to Aura Cabana <laughs> as compensation. <laughs> Oh and so we God, came to Aura Cabana. Listen, <laughs> Vina, like I listen, we yeah, have figured I guess. Laughing at me. We have figured I guess. Um, don't worry, I don't think it was you guys. On that, you know, the cabanas were kind of connected. Yeah. Do you know who I think it was? I think it was Mr. Kokoyama and his friends. They were crowded in that spot and they were all jumping. Yeah. It's not a big broke. deal, Mr. Kokoyama, I understand. But I, I we saw you guys. So when you broke, I have a video of it. Yeah. We were literally taking a video. We all just fell <laughs> down. And I saved two of our bottles. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> because, the important you know, one. Yeah, when you pay with a queue, it, it comes with uh, yeah, drinks. Comes yeah. With but, Dirty Rave was genius. I remember when um, the concerts ended, a bunch of us were standing in the car park just talking about what we had just experienced. Yeah. All those people that came out and you did so it for a couple like the, more the concept, times. The concept of Dirty Rave, I mean, I did the running or Dirty Rave was like, I overworked myself. I did the visuals, the graphic design, like I was saving artworks myself. Saving artworks, I was talking to radio houses. That time, there was not even really a, a team like we're easy. Why you picked that location? I was like, nobody had thought okay, about and it. And there's something about me too. I, but I mean, I went on to Vodafone. I learned so much on creating experiences. I, I believe that when you do an event, right, even the location matters. Mm-hmm. People need to remember that the only time I was here was for this event. I won't go and do it at, let's say, conference center because you won't even remember which which event it was. was. Yeah, you've been to like five concerts there. Which which so one was? I it? always <laughs> like to look for, and I like playing spaces because you can turn into whatever you want. So mm. I remember when I went, I was thinking, 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 and I went. I was just going to place. I went to La Badi. I went to a lot of places, and I went to La Palm, and I asked them, "Do you have a space for a concert?" And they said, "No, they didn't have any." And I said, "Can I take a walk?" And I walk and I reach some clearing. I'm like, can I do it here? It they was. They said, oh, they do dinners and stuff. I said, I want to do a concert here. Yeah. And they thought like I was crazy. I said, it's, it's big. It's, we can figure it out. And then I I envisioned it. And that's how Dirty Rave came about in La Palm. And after that, like, people started using it for... Yes. I basically opened a floodgate. That's, that's where it for. Muzama happened. Yeah. And Muzama yeah. was yeah. brilliant. They probably used it. Like, a lot of people have used it since then. No, listen. Jackie, Dirty Rave... Yeah. When we got there, the setup, we were like, what? I mean, even forget the setup. The concept was to announce a set group of artists, but then heighten, like, so it's like a DJ says, you drop the song and you don't realize, and before you know it, the artists that they're playing the song of shows up. Is there. And that was the concept. Like, I don't even think there was anything like an opening act because every single person was important. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, so everybody came, like, no, we had Shatawale, everything Yo. like fell in place the way it's supposed to fall in place. Listen, yeah. anyway, I'm, pr- I'm very proud of that. that yeah, event. yeah, yeah. I, lo- I loved it. You had another thing. Like, it was a crescendo. We just lifted it up. Uh, no, it was great from beginning to end. When it ended, people didn't want to go home. We didn't want to go. Yeah. We stood in the car park. We're just talking. <laughs> I remember we just stood there talking, and like the bottles left over from like Cabanes. We're just standing there. Oh, we sort of like, another hour or two. It was really great. And so, like, when the second one came about around, everybody was like, we're ready. We're ready to go. Yeah. Um, you also had this show that you used to do where you would invite like the Nigerian acts. You have intimate. The first one you did was the Adekunle Gold one yeah. at Lavella Boutique Hotel. So yeah. I was there because AG Baby, he doesn't perform his old music anymore. <laughs> um, and then you did Tenny at Cleaver House. Yeah, I live was there. Word. So that ah, the show was called, called Live Word. Yeah, the concept was like, 
Oh, yeah, you bring one person from Nigeria. Per- so it meant to be Africa, but you know Nigerians were popping. So <laughs> one and, and it wasn't like super big acts. It's like acts acts that are on the brink of blowing up. Right. You understand? Right. So we brought Tenny because then she had just blown up. And then we paired Tenny with Joey B. I mean, Joey B was an OG, but who people were buzzing then. Yeah. And then we brought Rema. And r- r- mind you, we we had this thing we're trying to do. We wanted to be the first people to always bring the act into town. So that, because I like firsts. I always want I always want people to remember that, oh, the first time I saw Tenny, it was at this show. Yeah. So we brought Tenny to Ghana for the first time. We brought Rema to Ghana for the first time. And we're trying to bring um, Thames. And then COVID hit. And then she blew up. Yeah. And now yeah. you can't so, afford her. So, 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 yeah. Imagine Thames came. It was so full of that trajectory of we bring the person, the person blows up. We bring the person, the ben person I Bring it back. Up. Yeah. Why? Bring it back. I mean, I'm, someone should bring money. I'm bring, ready. Oh, you see, you have the work history is there. Yeah. Put a proposal together. And when it talks to a couple, because yeah, I think you can still follow the same con- concept. Okay. I don't know. Maybe Victoria is, is no longer in that category, but we can look at some of them. Yeah. I, I love it. I, I, I love I'm it. I'm thinking of revisiting it. Yeah, um, when you go to big concerts, you don't have that intimacy. And even yeah. the way the artist performs in those pieces was different. Like, Adekule Gold was right yeah. in front of me. Yeah, very intimate. Yeah. It wasn't like big stage. It was just like do decent, it. small stage. Everybody's around it. Do it. Um, and then, yeah, and but then I want to do David Clay, my partner. Too. Yeah. Yeah, David Clay, my partner, was like the lead on that. Because I remember the first one, no, not that they can, the, the tiny one. I wasn't even in town, but he put it together. Like, no, it was great. Yeah, yeah. So great. he too is ready. Like, you know, we are born ready. <laughs> oh, no. I'm on David Clay. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and people like to film these things these days. Yeah. So imagine, ah, oh, Charlie, me have you. But I, Kwame is of the opinion that you were the one that coined the term Dirty December. Yeah. So... Also, you are claiming that it's you. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like everybody knows, the, everybody who was there at the time knows that. Like, it's a, it was even a term that I used to say, like, oh, the dirty one as well, the dirty one as well. And I used to tease easy a lot. I'm oh, a dirty boy. And then he started calling himself There's dirty a song, boy. Dirty yourself. Yeah. Dirty so yourself. He, he started calling himself dirty boy. So it became a thing, like, oh, we could go dirty ourselves. Oh, we could dirty ourselves. So he started calling himself dirty boy. So just around that time, we were. Um, we're trying to do, I think it was called, we're going to call it a life is easy something. Mm. And then um, I'm like, no, the dirty, it was like dirty rave edition or something like that. So eventually it became dirty, dirty rave, rave. Right. And um, it stuck. And then, yeah, it became like, mm. yeah, but I mean, I've named so many things in this country. What, what do you think about the, <laughs> the, the recent version of dirty rave? I mean, it's, it's now something that's different from what it um, was. <laughs> it's not my original concept. So, of course. But I see what he's trying to do, and um, I think it's dope. It's like those Ibiza, yeah, things where rave. They are like raving, and they are like it's like a large DJ set, right? And it's just jams. It's just it's not even about the artists anymore. It's just yeah. about partying, right? Um, Have you ever been to anyone ever since you stopped working on it? No, I haven't. Um, I didn't go to. I, I, I stopped working after Dirty Rave Two. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't go to Dirty Rave Three. Um, and the last, and I just think it's, it's not my age group anymore. Like, <laughs> no, 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 it's true. Like I, I'm an old but man. But people like, of your age group still go no, to the Ibiza la- the last, and stuff the like The last that. one was a very young audience. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. So I can't be caught there. Like, you know. <laughs> okay. No, I, I mean, um, I do, uh, it's just not my, it's just not my vibe anymore. Anymore. I feel like I've left that behind. Like, right. I'm not really interested in doing those kind of like wild parties anymore. Um, yeah. 
you know, like we're <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, gray hair started showing yeah. up in his beard, and now he wants to say he doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> you know, you change jobs a lot. Why? You know, well, you went from Sachi and Sachi, Vodafone, Haptel, Tonaton. Uh, so, uh, so I get bored very easily. Sir. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying that, like, it doesn't excite me again, like, going back to do the tweet. Like, I'm, I'm happy when I see it happening. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, it's still happening. But it's the same with, like, same with work. Like, I do something for one year, the next year I do, like, at most, second year I go through it. The cycle comes, it comes, it, it gets boring. So I want to always do something. So I was in Vodafone for, I was in the search, uh, 4 a.m. Sachi for one year. Okay, that one, I didn't, I, it wasn't my fault. The company closed down. Then I went to Vodafone. Okay. But I was Vodafone for three years. And even in Vodafone for three years, each year I changed my role. The mm. first year was brand and digital. Um, where we did Vodafone icons, O2O Live, Brown Barrows, Trey Songs, like all those people. Then I went to customer loyalty. Um, I did a couple of cool things there with loyalty. Then I did Vodafone X. Then after Vodafone X, when we were about to go into the fourth year, and I was still gonna do Vodafone X, I got bored. Then I moved to <laughs> I moved to Turnaton, yeah. Right. I did Turnaton for a year and some coins. Then I moved from there. I tried to do the music. Meister music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fully. And then um it wasn't like too stable because yeah. uh, I'm a corporate guy, like <laughs> the income was not yeah, flowing. You need your health yes. insurance. <laughs> you know, yeah, this guy, you know. Yeah. Then I moved to um Fido for just a short I know Fido. while, hey, Fido very, very short while, and it wasn't my thing. It just wasn't a fit for me. And then I moved to. Can you imagine me? me? I like having fun. I'll be sitting doing numbers like that. Yeah. Then I went to Haptel for a rebrand, um, mm. SMSG to Haptel, which was fun. I mean, it's, it was a B two B company, but the the whole thing of doing the rebrand was exciting for me. So I did that too, and then I jumped to do brand my stuff. Right. Which I was going to yeah. ask about because that brought us the era of Mr. Meister fighting everybody that was fighting Bloomba. <laughs> Bloomba was my first client. And, and you Bloomba were actually, about it. Bloomba was actually like the reason why I had, I, I didn't have the balls to jump out of corporate and say I'm doing entrepreneurship. So I met Kofi, uh, of course, Kofi first. I met Kofi, the Bloomba. The, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember Sun City at the top he showed me the space. He says he wants to do a bar in Ghana. He's like he had an idea of what he wanted to do. I'm like, okay, let's run this. And then my mastermind, like I just he got to in. work, I started brainstorming. <laughs> how can we create an experience? How can we make it look like people need it? That kind of thing. So I I drew a dope strategy from. Remember the first day he saw the strategy he was like. Yo, like he's spoken to a lot of people in Ghana since he came up about this Bloomberg thing, but this is the first proper strategic deck that he has seen. Flower. And he was blown away. And up to now, Kofi calls me, like even yesterday, I was in a call with him, still talking about like we talk about like strategy, strategy. for what he's working on and mm. all his businesses that he works on. Cause I just think he likes my mind and the way like I approach things. So Bloomberg was my first client for Brandmeister. Um, and then uh, my my business partner, Therese, who used to always push me, like, let's do it, let's do it, you can do this, you can do this. Because she could see it, but I could, I felt like, man, I just need my corporate money. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to do this. Come to town. So, like, she was in America, she had to come to Ghana, so we started. So that's how, like... You know a lot of people that. thought you owned Bloomba. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of how I carried you, it on my head. Yeah. And everybody wanted to support, so... 
Yeah, they supported for a very long time until they realized that I was just basically like the brain behind like the concept. But you know, you're, you're very sassy. It. How do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> that time. Like when yeah, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. says something about Bluma, you come and give some very sassy. I feel like I've, I've really, I've really <laughs> toned down. Like I, I've grown up. Like I'm taking Why are like, you? <laughs> I used to fight you used online. Used to fund the flames, and then the thing will last for like twenty four hours. Yeah, I used to fight online. Like you can't come say shit about. So wait, what a project I'm working Where on. did the dip happen? Like where right now? I just I, realized that you, you can't be fighting with people on Twitter like that. Like, <laughs> th- th- listen, there's someone sitting in his house. For you know that <laughs> he's just bundled ten cities that morning. Yeah, he's, you are the, his the, the rain is even falling. He's coming through his roof, and then he's come online and say, "I'm just coming to cause trouble." And oppose there are people who oppose who read things online just to oppose they don't read to understand right you get what i mean they want to be edgy yesterday <laughs> I, I tweeted something and um like i saw the barbie marketing campaign right. and i posted the gun they're done the ghana house yeah i posted a ghana house and i said, said the the there are no towels on the outside no no i just oh, no, said this is the ghana uh this is a ghana version of the barbie of house. the barbie house um, it's something about it's not real, but if it was, where would it be? And some guy comes in and say, yeah, but it's not real. I mean, I just said read and people were just laughing like if it was exam, like the guy feel. People re-read online to... Everybody's engagement driven. My concept about Twitter is that like the way you would speak to someone, if someone speaks to you like directly without an audience, they'll mm-hmm. speak to you very respectfully. Mm-hmm. But when they know there's an audience ready yes, to they cheer perform. them up, yeah, they'll perform because yeah. they know that someone will gas them up. People will be like, ah, like punchline, ah, you're cooking, you know, those things. Right so, now, every two things now cook. Sometimes the gas is not even on. <laughs> cook. So, yeah, Come like, on. and I just realized that, like, because sometimes you, someone, there's a guy that, like, was in the timeline just bashing me, insulting me. And I didn't understand because I don't follow this guy. And he was not tweeting at me. He's on his timeline, like, yeah. that my star guy, you pull, yeah. you they give him. So I DM'd him, like, boss, like, what I do you? <laughs> like, what's, what's it? Like, have I done anything? And he said, then he resp- his first response was, yo, the master himself. Like, that's his first response in the DM. And I was so confused, like, ah, someone who is making me look like an evil person in his timeline. But then when I DM him, no, he's giving me fans. And then we start having a conversation and next, like some days after he comes to ask me that he's in UCC and he needs help with his fees. I was, I was so confused. Eventually I even helped him. Like I gave him money for his fees. But that just shows you. And those things just showed me that like people are just, are just coming at you because of how people will gas them and how to give them engagement and following. So I'm like, I'm not going to waste my energy on fighting people online. I won't argue with you. Now I don't even take do hot takes. I, I don't even share my <laughs> opinion. I don't share my opinions anymore. Like these days, you only tell us you give us life updates. Yeah, I'll just tell you what I'm up to. Like yeah. I, I won't tell you that I think this is this. You know the kind of things that I've been itching to, to contribute say, to, but I'm like, I know, no, I know that just, feeling. We just carry it away then. Mr. Meister says <laughs> there's very little discernment on Twitter right now. So it's like, why yeah. bother? My whole career now, like my I, I I've gotten to a point where it's not even about money anymore, it's about purpose. Okay. Yeah, like legacy. Uh, yeah, like I I like I need to create impact. That's why when I joined You have though, you when have. I joined Twitter, like get and pull verify. People are just thinking that, hey, this guy is just collecting the girls and verifying them and he's he's verified that job too. I'm how like, many verification requests do you get a week? When I was there. When you were there. 
Oh, I can't even count. Like my DMs <laughs> were mad full. Like, but that's the thing. Like, I was only verifying people so that they could be heard globally. Like, yeah. because there's so many big voices and so many stars that when they tweet, it could just go under the radar because you can't see a blue tick on their whatever. I I read about your peppers. I think they are called Vits V I T. Very important tweeters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very important. Too. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. and you wanted to amplify African voices, exactly. And so that's the purpose behind it. But a lot of people were looking at yeah, it yeah. like people hey. thought that oh, like, but no. But what do I gain? Like, I just mm-hmm. wanted to be make sure that I put my people on. I'm the kind of person that if I have an opportunity to carry Africans to go make that bag, I'll do it, even ahead of myself. I'll put people. I'll push people forward to even make it because if you make it, uh, make it too. You know what I Can mean. Can you explain to people what it takes to get verified? Like back then, I mean, right now you can buy it, but back yeah. then, what was the process? <laughs> uh, back then, so you have to be notable, and notability then was. Um, see, I, I've not worked in a while, but but notability then was basically having press articles about you. Okay. So how recent? Um, no, I think the, it had to be like six months. Mm. Um, at most but I used to if I rec- if I vouch for you and I okay. tell like I, I put in mail that like I vouch for this person they would verify the person even if the article is three years old or even oh, if okay. it's a very old article because I was basically standing on the continent representing mm-hmm. the loudest voices so right. if I say oh this person is a, is a superstar he's a loud voice give him a blue tick these are three articles they're not recent but he still has a legacy that he's built. They right. would give him the badge. So, um, yeah, I was basically standing in for people. And people didn't know that. Like, I was standing in for people who, like, were trying to get verified and they were not getting verified because they're not submitting it correctly. So it's more around the articles that you should have. You should just be in the news, re- re- renowned and reliable news platforms, yeah. What was your biggest highlight at Twitter? Like, what do you think your most impactful thing was? Africa to the world hashtag. I mean, ah, they, they took the it, they, boy thing. they took it off eventually, but it was around the time Bernard Boy was doing the medicine. Um, yeah, and you did the and then I emoji, did I did emoji, hashmoji where where you type Africa to the world. Um, there's a visual that popped out. We put right. out some great press in American news um, outlets, and it was big. Like Africans all over the world in the diaspora were fucking with it. Like this is dope. Who is doing this? Who is behind it? And yeah, big ups to Buki. Buki too was um, she's just Nigerian lady in America that was also championing this. So we're doing it together. And Buki too, Bernard Boy's manager too, was up for it. So like we worked hand in hand to make it happen. Wow. Yeah, you must be a very well connected person. <laughs> I try. You try. Hey, I try. now that I have your number, I'm going to come through you. But anyway, look, it seems as though everything you touch becomes gold. Do you have any kind of relationship with failure? Have you ever experienced failure? Of failia? course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've had moments where things, so many times, things didn't go well. But I just move. That's the thing with me. I, I move on from it quickly. Hey, like, how I, many days? How many business days? No, I like, I, it, that's, definitely, it, it takes a toll on me. But I'm always thinking of, how do I rise up from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I want to quickly get a high again. Like, so... I, I'll move on from it, but I'll still be brooding over it. And I don't like things... Like, I, I've I've set up things that... Like, I set up a... I, I won't call it a failure because... <laughs> no, because, for example, I set up a, a company, a recruitment company called Job, Job Manor, mm-hmm. right? It's not doing what I wanted to do. Okay. But, I mean, right now, I feel like, okay, it's failing. 
But I know that one phone call or one opportunity can come and someone's going to say, yeah, I want to invest in it and it can come back up again. Right. So I won't necessarily call it a failure. I've lost a job before. Like I've been fired before somewhere. Like hey. properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never been fired in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like, and it's, it's not, be- I don't, I don't even take it as a measure of my competence. I just right, felt like right. it wasn't a right job fit. And it, it taught me to now accept jobs that I know I'll be strong in. Mm. So sometimes people send me off it like a month ago, someone sent me a job offer thinking that that's my strength. I looked at the JD, I looked at everything. I'm like, fine. I know you think like I can knock this thing out, but I know my strengths and I know that this is not me. They will pay me whatever. But after some months, these guys will, will be like the video job. They'll be like, <laughs> this guy, you know, it's, it's not a good fit for him. So right. yeah. Okay. So now um, comes Jumbo. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you were involved in Workshed. Work no, shed. no, I wasn't involved in Workshed. Workshed gave me my first office. Okay, okay. And so that's so when you were like first me, introduced to the. They gave me um, a space to work from when I started Brand Myself because we used to work from home. Oh, okay. And then they said, oh, um, I, I want to do a speech there. I want to have a conversation with like the community. Mm. And then I said, oh, I, I would like a space, an office here because I'm looking for an office space. So give me a very discounted price mm-hmm. for the space and then that's that's what first introduced me to the concept of having like a co-working space, whatever yeah. but jumbo is not just a co-working space it's a creator hub mm-hmm. right and it has a co-working space right mm-hmm. it's like a one-stop shop for everything creative so you come in here you can create content all kinds of content audio content because we have two studios podcast music we are building a kitchen studio for video content up here where we are. You can create video content. And even our podcast room is audiovisual. So um, you can do video and you can do audio. Um, we I don't know if you saw, we are building a African library downstairs. Oh, okay. You saw that shelf okay. in the African. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. It's, it's halfway In the wall, down. yeah. Yeah, so we are going to complete it and it's going to be so dope. Um, and so it's, it's like, and we have events here. So it's like a creator hub. Like we want a place where creators can just in Africa or in Ghana, starting from Ghana, can just come to and do everything they need to do like in one place. Right. And at the same time, even work, have internet, do your work, have meetings, um, have workshops, mm. meet people who can connect you with building a business proposal for even though you're a creator and you might not understand business properly. But this place should be like that hub where mm. we will soon start like incubators and stuff like that. And, and that's why I was even asking your guy about um, equipment because equipment, yeah. I want to invest a lot in equipment so that when people who want to shoot, because think about it, there are more creators than equipment. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> like if let's say there are like 500,000 creative people, yeah, only a small percent, I don't know the actual stats, but only a small percentage can afford a camera or a light or whatever. Yeah. Because they all have to either borrow from their friends or rent or something, or they have some ring lights at home that they use. But if I can have access to all this equipment at affordable prices and allow people, creators to just come in, take this equipment, go use, come back at at really good prices mm. by just being a member of Jumbo, it's going to help a lot. Because oh, there's a membership? Yeah, so, I mean, membership is... You can never have a one-day membership. I mean, once you sign in and you come in for a walk-in, you remember, we have your details because we believe you, you mm-hmm. can resource you to come back. Mm-hmm. Then there's a um, five-day. Mm. Then there's a 10-day. Then there's a one-month. 
and there are people who want to sign up for like a year six months stuff like that mm. so they just walk in and they use the space as they please do you have to pay something to sign on yeah yeah so walk-in is 100 cities Mm-hmm. Um, five days is 300 so it's getting cheaper mm-hmm. you like to give yourself excuses oh I don't have this I don't have Mr. Meister says he has everything yeah, I don't have equipment I'm waiting when I get money he has it I don't have a location he has it and the place is remixable yeah so what are we talking about you know what I mean it's quite surprising like after we set it up I, like we, we did a lot of research and we said like people were complaining oh we need space we need space okay we've found the space but a lot of people still don't get it. Like, yeah. it's only a few people who have come to me and said, oh, I want to do a show. I can't, I want to do this event. I can't afford event space. Mm. Can I use Jambo? And I'm like, yes, you can use Jambo. Mm. Let's agree. Let's, if you're doing tickets in, let's agree on a split. Just give us something small and run your event here. Right. Do you understand? Like, people don't know that, like, you can actually do that. They think that I have to come and maybe pay for the grounds. And then, no. Tell me your concepts. We'll give you a date to do your show. We would help you with marketing. We would do your visuals for you. We would help hey, you. Hey, really? Yeah, like I'm, I'm on the best marketers hey. in this country. And if I'm offering marketing for your event, like as butter, why would right. you just jump on opportunity? A lot of people don't know this. And I'm like, okay, I've created a space. Uh, I've created my Dubai, but you're not coming. Like, you're not coming. <laughs> Some people get it and then they're coming. And I'm, yeah, in the words. I have a very long vision for this thing and mm. I'm taking it very slowly. Like, by the time this place is fully done, you'd understand. Like, when yeah. the cafe is ready, when the lounge downstairs is I ready. understand already. Yeah. Like, in, in the words known to many Ghanaians, but I don't know by who. Umpewe na wopede. Anyway, listen, my last question is going to be... Uh, last question? I don't think I was getting excited. You're enjoying it. <laughs> okay, no, we're going to do a listener letter. We're going to answer one of the listener's letters. Wow. You give I us your advice not, I on that. Not, okay, listener's letter. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, oh, no. I thought I was going to ask those, you to ask you something. Oh, Peter, I, I care about you. Throw me off guard. I know, because <laughs> if I did that, what people... <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to trend. <laughs> the internet is just vicious. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Um... When you look at everything that you have done in your life, is there something that you wish you could get a do-over at? Hmm. A do-over, do-over, do-over. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not someone to regret things because I mm-hmm. believe that when you mess up, it's an opportunity to fix up next time. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I could have done this better. But the good things, I'm doing it better now. You, you understand? Yeah. Yeah, like when you're talking about like the contracts and did I do an official contract with like a lot of times I, I used to do things for fulfillment. Like I just want to see the work come out. Like I just want to help my friends and stuff. So I was doing things. I wasn't signing contracts because I believe I'm a very good person. And if I'm doing something with someone on as, as a gentleman's agreement, hmm. I would I would fulfill my end of the bargain, right? Yeah. So, but now I've learned from those things that I wish I could have done a do-over for and I'm doing them better You're applying now. it to the things yeah. you're doing now. Yeah, because like. now you won't get me. Like, now you won't, <laughs> you you won't, won't get me. Lie. You know who gets me. Will lie, you know who gets me. <laughs> Allah. <laughs> but oh like, yeah, yeah, God. you won't get me. Like, even I don't even get, let people waste my time now. Like, mm. if you call me, you won't have a meeting. Oh, I want to pick your mind. Pick your mind. Okay, all right. That's send consultation. You, send you invoice. Send up, yeah. Someone called me sometime, like, oh, pick your mind. Come here. They're on the call. The person's trying. I'm like, 
let me get you to set book a meeting, whatever. And even now, it's even hard to get through to me. Like you go through an assistant. Come like, on, I'm all like, we yesterday's we price is not today's price. This, so. <laughs> yo, yeah, but but basically, like I've learned over time. Like like I've learned, and I believe that like everybody, you need to recognize who you are. For a long time, I didn't recognize who I was. Like mm. people you know, you're like, a big hey, deal. I didn't know. I, I didn't recognize who I was. Hey, until you're a big deal. Recently, I, I sat back. I'm like, yo, I've done things. Like, no, you I've have. done things. And I need to start living and embodying what I built. I was building my stuff for. So, yeah, I walk into a room and I know who I am. Like, yeah. when you talk to me, I'll tell you my price. And if you can't pay, it's better that you go. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's true. It's better that you go. Like... I'd rather you go than I'll do it for cheap, and everybody yeah. knows that I do things for cheap. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's better that, it's better yeah, that, yeah. that you go. So, I'm, I'm, and I don't even think I'm there yet. I, I'm, I still feel like I'm, I'm still like you just too, the I'm still too humble. Like yeah, too, ha. Yeah, yeah. I ah, feel no, like I'm too humble. Do humble. No, yeah, like, humble and you. I feel like I, I'm too humble, and I, I need to, not that I need to be. Everybody cocky, don't know but you to be humble. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Saying, no, but everybody who deals with me is like I'm very like I easy to work so. with. Yeah. I must say, like when I met you at the Crocs branch, like I was like, oh, he's very bad. But like if I was supposed to go from what I remember from Twitter, no, no yeah. I mean on Twitter I talk my shit, but I yeah. mean then. But when you meet me, you see that like I'm like I'm easy going, really like, cool, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. I'm accessible. It's Actually, not, it's not insanely I'm accessible. I, I'm not trying to. And my team always tells me, you're too accessible. So and people just fine. walk in. like Because I don't see the... Like, there's so many people that we reach out to and it's crickets. And yeah. it's not like you reach out to them all, like, through one way or like, three different ways. Oh, yes, I know what you're doing. But you see, and we don't even know you like that. Like, you see, sometimes, eh? You you want to be accessible. I, mean, I want to be accessible. I want people to reach reach out to me easily. But people take you for idiots, you know. Like when <laughs> oh no, me I'll be they accessible. They would waste your time. Oh well, yeah, a lot of that's Ghanians, true. Yeah, they like, do that. They would waste your yeah. time. They will take you for granted. Mm. But you just want to help. Like you just yeah. want to be available. I want people to be able to walk in and oh my son, then we all just talk about something. But like people come come and pick your mind about something and then executing it and then like. You don't get. I, I have my it, telltale like, signs in the beginning, I so I know what to it. do. Maybe we'll do that on another. Yeah, you know, as I listen to you speak, I kind of like it's it's full circle. Uh, being the like what we will call troublesome young person, I think you just had a wandering mind. Yeah, and you just like couldn't conform to because now that I look back on it, right? Like formal education. It's really the ghetto. Like you, <laughs> yeah. You it's have true to and true and poor. You have to literally tell them the answer from the textbook. If you say it in your own way, well, like, in Africa though, in Africa, everybody mm. had to be a certain way. Because right now, I look back on every single person that we consider to be like stubborn and whatever, and those people in the class, they are all up to some very interesting things. You know what I mean? So this is the full circle when I got from this interview. I actually yeah. enjoyed this interview, guys. Thank you. And Thank I hope you, you guys Thank did as well. Share it. Tell people about it. Because how many of you knew that he was involved in the things that he was involved in? Come on. I've given you Mr. Easy or Kunta Kinte, live uh, events, Dirty Rave, like... Just let people know about <laughs> it. Don't let our co- look at this. Is the reason why Joey I can't consider and see the things that he can't see. Right? <laughs> We're not saw, telling I our stories. Online, like, We're not telling our stories. And now we have uh, stick and stay. We're going to answer one listener letter with Mr. Meister. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Cool, 
do a listener letter um i give my uh the people that write the list i give them fake names so you have to give me a fake name for this person this is a girl i have to give you a name for the person yeah it's a girl kiki kiki <laughs> <laughs> that's kiki oh that's your wife's name okay kiki oh my god kiki says hi joe i've been talking to this guy it's been almost three months he's nice he makes me laugh the sex is nice and he has a stable job I've never asked him hey, for money. Kiki, the sex is nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was like, hey, your wife. No, my God. <laughs> and what do you say? I've never asked him for money before. I actually don't need it because I have my own. However, I cannot help but notice that he hasn't bothered to do anything <laughs> that requires spending money on me. We always He's hang out. Eh? Yeah, we always hang out at his place. Um, cause he doesn't like going out at all. He's always playing games or watching movies. So I join him. There's also always food at his house. He doesn't cook, but he goes to his mom's for food every weekend. I would like to go on a date, but I don't want to be the one to ask. Sometimes I get lazy and want to ask him to help me get something. So I'll complain about it, hoping that he'll offer to go and get it for me. But he will always give me alternatives, like using a delivery guy or asking my sibling because he knows I live with my brother. I don't feel like I'm getting everything I want, but I don't want to ask for it. He should know. Or anyway, I'm thinking of ending things and I just want to know if I'm making any sense. She's making a lot of sense. You see, sometimes men, we get too comfortable, right? And every woman is loved needs to be loved in different ways like he might have been with someone who is comfortable just being indoors in his previous relationship and then they just eat rice at home and then they have <laughs> sex and then they watch movies but now this girl wants to be loved differently she wants to be serenaded she wants to be taken out she wants to be gifted things like you know what i mean she's not even asking for money so he but she needs to be you see and sometimes to men to when we get comfortable we're comfortable like she needs to first of all be vocal about it. I was just gonna say she needs for to me, say, "Hey, I was just gonna tell this, her that this is what I require." Yeah, in this relationship, I want to go on dates. It make me happy. I want you to gift me. I, I, I listen. I'm a very bad gifter, right? <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> oh my, I'm a very bad gifter. Let's tell you a story. I'm a very bad gifter. I remember one year I told my wife that okay, this year every month I'll give you a gift. Oh. And then I started well, January, February, March. Then I just dwindled. Then I skipped like two months. I did some other month. Then and I like I went back to whatever. Then I I realized that she wasn't saying anything, right? But she passed a few comments sometimes. Then it just hit me that e, I really have stopped the gift the thing that I started. So I remember some some on her birthday, I bought twelve bags of what? Twelve bags. 
I went oh, to buy oh, oh. twelve bags. Yeah, yeah like, and I one said one for each month. Yeah, one for each month. And I said, "You say one gift, I'll be. I give you twelve bags." And like we laugh about it all the time. So when it's when it's what time, brand wedding? Wedding? I mean, they were, good, they, were, they were good bags. Telfar, like, not Telfar, but they were also like very okay branded bags. Okay. So after I did that, now anytime it's like there's something coming up, she'll be like, please don't go and buy 12 or anything <laughs> again. No. Don't come and give me another bag again. No. Yeah, we laugh over it. But she, she that's her, she also expressed it that yeah. I like gifts. Mm-hmm. Because, and her own too is that she would give you gifts continuously. Um, it's like her way of telling you that I'm giving you gifts too. Like, you should see that this is what I love. Like, so you, two, you need to step up your game. Yeah. So I think that she needs to be vocal about it. She can't sit there and assume because I'm this guy, exactly. this guy must have had like some ex that just likes what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And because she's not expressed herself, he, t- he can continue like this until one day yeah. she just gets up and goes. So she should sit him down and say, boss, mm-hmm. please, <laughs> me pay gifts. Like, <laughs> buy me this. Take me here. I don't want your money, but... Pamper me, show me that, like, yeah. I, I, I believe in, in open, I always say open and honest conversation, but I also believe in showing people what you want. So, for example, um, if I were you, I would say, hey, listen, maybe that's come, let's go and watch it. You know, like, mm-hmm. initiate those things. You should try, yeah. So that even if he says no to, like, the third or fourth thing, you'd be like, you know, I actually like going out and doing, like, that's how it will happen. Yeah. But you are just going there, you are not complaining. You're not seeing anything. And he'll come to write me a letter. What do you want me to do and, for and you? If, if he, even <laughs> if he doesn't have money, right? This is, and he doesn't have money, he can't take it to maybe fancy restaurants. He can find other ways, especially with the gifts given. There are some gifts that are thoughtful gifts and don't have to be pricey. You don't have to go and buy a telephone when you can't afford I, it. I mean, even the you going out doesn't have to be fine dining. It doesn't dining. have to be a fine dining place. It doesn't yeah. have to be fine dining. Maybe when when sit somewhere and drank one bottle of overpriced beer, 44 cities, what's a big deal? That's it. That's it. Just one beer. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sometimes I just want to experience you. <laughs> I just remember something. It is overpriced, but you know, there's only, there's only beer, the small one for 44 cities in certain establishments. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes I just want to experience you outside the comfort of your home, outside of you wearing the same underwear. Come on. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to see what you look like when you dress up. And so it's just that's what it is. But um, Kiki, be vocal and let the Kiki, man be know. vocal Luz, yeah. say it say what you want and you will receive anyway guys it's been a great uh, interview with Bernard Sokpe popularly known as Mr. Meister yeah. also formerly known as Phil delete that I'm not uh, any famous last words and where can um, the people find you online online yeah Mr. Meister everywhere M-I-S-T-A M-E-I-S-T-E-R. It's been a great interview. Um, Don't go anywhere. You know I'm going to come back and do the shout outs. back again back again got a trade fair now it's back again <laughs> you guys remember that song right also what happens to trade fair they broke it down i don't know somebody told me they're gonna bring uh, bring apartments there 
you know, part of the Ocean Beach Drive or whatever thing that they're trying to do. But somebody also said they are like doing a new trade fair. And I'm like, is trade fair still viable in today's economy? I don't know. But anyway, that was a song that they used to do when trade fair was coming back. Trade fair was fun. We used to go to trade fair. Yeah, I remember one time I went to street fair with my mom and I just bought every everything, like the food. Like I'll see Friday, I say I want it. I'll see kebab, I say I want it. Ice cream, I say I want it. My mother kept buying everything for me. And when we were going back home in the car, I threw up in the backseat of the taxi. Girl! <laughs> my mother was pissed. She was not having it. And because when we got home, you know, I was young. So it's not like she could have said, come and clean it. She had to clean it <laughs> with a taxi driver. When they gave the taxi driver like a bucket and stuff, I remember it was horrible. Oh my God. But I remember... <laughs> <laughs> anyway guys I hope you really enjoyed that interview with Mr. Meister you know more and you are also inspired to get up and do more you know I always say that it's great to be inspired it's great to have dreams and things but it's always more important to make plans to put them into motion because you know dreams without plans dear hey, a night's me I it's, also, it's always in your head this is so sweet I should have done this hey, a night's me in the end night's me you know what I mean? So yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you're checking the YouTube video out. Subscribe to our channel. Leave us a comment. Retweet, quote tweet, you know, hit up our Instagram. Leave a comment in the, you know, just do what you can. Engage with us and let's just know, you know, because the thing is that we know people are listening. We see the listenership, but we'd like to like, you know, tell us what you liked about the episode, what parts you picked up on, what you learned, you know, something like that. Now, yeah, who's okay? You know what I mean? So please do your best to engage with us. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok too. You know what I mean? Anyway, we're going to get into our shout outs now. I am shouting out Georgina from the Kumasi airport. I was in Kumasi for work about two weeks ago and I was returning to Accra. So I got to the counter and like it was two like queues, right? You can go this way or that way. And she was like, come, come, come. And the way she was asking, I was like, oh, okay, onime. So I went there and she was like, hey. And I was like, you know, we had a good time. We vibed. And uh, yeah, shout out to you, Georgina. Thank you for being so nice to me and my colleagues at the airport. Big shout out to you. Now, a second shout out is going to the Ghana Embassy, Washington. Hey, Mr. Washington, Washington DC. They quote tweeted our post that we did with Fave on Twitter, and they said it's always exciting to see young Ghanaians all over doing positive, impacting work. Amazing! Thank you guys so much. Kwame and I accept this and say thank you. GCR accepts and say thank you. We are putting in the work six years strong, and we're not backing down. We are going and moving heaven and earth to bring you the best in entertainment and pop culture, and just distress your life because now. More than ever, you need us, and we're always gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Georgina from the Kumasi Airport and the Ghana Embassy, Washington, DC. Whoever's handling your Twitter, shout out to you. You have taste. Hey, and may your taste never run dry. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's gonna be our episode this week. Hope you enjoy it. Run, tell it on the mountain. We had Mr. Meister on, and we are done with our three-week run of back-to-back episode. We are going back to schedule programming. Please. 
don't expect this behavior next week. You're not going to get one. Okay. What you're going to get is the spaces. So make sure you're checking for us. Okay. And always, always, always don't stop showing us love. If you love us, let us know. If you vibe with us, let us know because we keep doing this because of the love. All right. My name is Joseph NC. I want to give a quick shout out to my co-creator and producer, Mr. Kwame Asante Ofori. Also, the premier podcasting network, GCR Network. I love you for listening. We love you for loving us. Keep checking for us because you know it's always a good time on Sincerely Your Cry. I'm going to love you, leave you, and catch you on the next one. Bye. Bad man combo when we link up Active, no to me then for my drink up Pretty girls TikTok me, now you want TikTok Add me back, I can post against them I your skin soft Lego, shabadabadai Today I'm in the mood, me po be by any lie Senegal you tell where you need to do, I can't die She be fool by the bee, but she they do like she they shy, shy. Mash up the place we tend tonight. Mash up. I know you wanna party, don't you? I know you wanna party. Make mama proud now. Shake what your mama gave you. Make a single boy you. Are you cool? Yeah. Booty bounce. This how we do. Yeah. One touch. Or you want to? Make us happy. I got you. Girls when they text ya. That's a boy when they vex ya. That's a Wi-Fi when they search ya. That's a Kakrani search ya. That's just a baby away. BBI mood, did they go down for this side? BBI mood, it's a link up thing. Real niggas and babies, BBI good. Man, I'm chumno. Eh, but I'm kitu amona mumbu adiye. Amona mo champagne amuntu asiye no. How many? I've been a wire fine. One coin, one handy. Man, know the booze for the booze with the booze just to catch some cruise. One step, two step, shot in this world, feeling me moves. What you know, I'm gonna vibe it. One on your mind, I'm passing. Only power, I'm gonna pack it. Most of my bumba, I'm gonna start it. Just in the text here. That's a voice in the vex here. That's a Wi Fi in the set here. That's a Kakrani set here. That's just a baby. BBI mood, in the go down for this side. BBI mood. It's a link up thing. Real niggas and babies. BBI mood. Eh, I post a gang And you're not kissing, you know, so for Ben Miss you, I am the quark is a ten Me a quark is a now and a quark is a damn That bang Quark is a fan, more bone from I'm a major now, quark is a fan I'm a higher now, because I miss a how is a den Mami, to me, put a make a miss a hand Bet you bang, bet you Me woo, ay Na, in you free, you real and a fake Ay, na, na, ma, na, oh, you kicked Set me one off a site, me trace Even more on that doubt Me a new one flex, I said I'm flexy I share with a sex, I said I'm sexy Which is PNG next, I said Girl, send it text to ya That's a boy, send it back, see ya That's a Wi-Fi, I said to ya That's a Kakrani, I said to ya That's just a baby, you BBI mood, it go down for this side BBI mood It's a link up thing, real niggas and babies BBI good This has been a Gold Coast Report production